It is a brand new day and I am a part of it. And if you're listening to my voice, you are a part of it also. And the scripture says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. So this morning, I am sure if you got up very early, you would have heard the roosters praising the Lord. The birds are singing unto the Lord. And you and I, we do have breath. So I encourage you to join me and let's praise the Lord. The songwriter said, let's just praise the Lord. There's so much that we can praise the Lord for. This morning, we want to praise him for eternal life. We want to thank him for this gift of eternal life. We want to thank him also for showing us in the word of God that we can have eternal life, how we can get it and how we can know for sure how we get it. But before we go into the word this morning, I want to go back to the words of H.G. Jackson. I shared with you last morning two stanzas of the song entitled, Look to the Lamb of God. Not look to anybody, uh, everybody. He says, who to look to? And the person to look to is to look to the Lamb of God. In verse 3 and in verse 4, he says, Are you aweary? Does the way seem long? Look to the Lamb of God. His love will cheer and find your heart with song. Look to the Lamb of God. Fear not when shadows on your pathway fall. Look to the Lamb of God. Enjoy our sorrow. Christ is all in all. Look to the Lamb of God. Listen to the cross this last time. Look to the Lamb of God. Look to the Lamb of God. For He alone is able to save you. Look to the Lamb of God. I don't know about you, but the songwriter is so right. There is none other that we can look to for salvation, but to the Lamb of God, which is none other than Jesus Christ the Lord. I call your attention this morning to 1 John chapter 5, and we read from verse 9 and verse number 10. He says, For if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he had testified of his Son. Verse 10, He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believed not the record that God gave of his Son. This morning, I wish to share with you what I really believe, and that is, all who possess Christ have eternal life and may know it. Not only that you hope to be saved, no, if you possess Christ, you have eternal life and you can know for sure that you have eternal life. Verse 9 and 10 tells us that we may know we have eternal life, number one, because of the outer witness of the Word, and number two, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. May I repeat those? You may know for sure that you have eternal life 
because of the outer witness of the word and the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Permit me to read for you from Romans chapter 8, verse number 15 and verse 16. Here's what the scripture says. For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Look at the next part. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. What happened? The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Yes, all who possess Christ have eternal life and may know for sure that we have eternal life. In the book of Galatians, in chapter 4 and in verse number 6, the Bible says, And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. For a good illustration of this, let's read the account of the woman with the issue of blood who came to Jesus and received healing. It is found in Mark's Gospel, chapter 25, verse 25 to 34. Here's what the scripture says. And a certain woman with hath an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt it in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude throwing thee, and seest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. After she touched the Savior in simple faith, two things happened. Bear in mind that she had this situation for such a long time. She had gone to just about every doctor, no doubt, she heard of. And uh, instead of getting better, she was getting poorer and getting worse. But she just simply touched the hem of the garment of Christ. And in verse number 29, two things happened. First, straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt it in her body that she was healed of the plague. It didn't matter what anybody else would say to her. She knew that this bleeding that she had for 12 years 
had ceased because she felt it in her body. All who possess Christ have eternal life and may know it. If someone would have said to her, you are not healed, she would have said, you don't know what you are talking about because she experienced the healing. And then secondly, something else happened. The second thing gave her absolute assurance that she had been healed. That was the word of God. Look at verse number 34. He said unto her, Daughter, thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. So she knew she was healed because Christ said so and because she had the witness within. Ah, if you get some time, you go and read John chapter 9, verse 1 down to verse number 30, and there you would see someone that you cannot fool, one who had the witness in himself, and one who was told by Christ he was healed. But in closing this morning, let's look carefully at 1 John chapter 5, verse 12 and verse number 13, and let's bring this point home with all who possess Christ have eternal life and may know it. 1 John chapter 5, verse number 12 and verse number 13. Take your time and listen to this verse as I read it for you this morning. Verse 12. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Now listen to verse number 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may K-N-O-W. The last time I checked, that was no. That ye may know, know what? That ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. It is clear that God wants us to know that you either have or have not eternal life. Now, anyone who have witnessed or received him uh, and trusted him as Lord and Savior have eternal life. My question, do you know this as a fact of life? Possessing Christ produces eternal life. And when you have eternal life, you can know it for sure. Our Father, I bow my head this day to thank you for eternal life. And then, Lord, for the knowledge of knowing that one can have eternal life. And then, Lord, the peace that you give to those of us who have eternal life. And for those who have eternal life and do not know it, Lord, I trust that your word would comfort their hearts today and they would go back and read it for themselves and accept your word. And for those who do not have eternal life, may they trust you before it is eternally too late. Bless each one. Give us all a good day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. May I say thank you so much for uh, just taking the time to listen to the devotion this morning. I trust that your hearts have been encouraged. You do have a great day.